Welcome to this sermon from Silver Lake Baptist Church. Our mission is to celebrate the greatness of God with all we are for the joy, hope, and renewal of our community. We are so glad you have chosen to listen to our message. We pray you will be blessed by your time with us today. All right, all right, all right. You guys ready to rock and roll this morning? You know, it's funny because it always feels like everything leans this way. So I'm like, like coming over here, hi guys. So I'm like, like, whoop. So if this was a boat, it would be like, yeah. Anyway, let's pray. Father, thank you for the opportunity to gather here. Thank you for the opportunity to gather in your name. Holy Spirit, just speak through me this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, you guys having a great, great fallish winter, right? I was like, I keep telling everybody, the horse has been saying for three, four weeks, hey, it's getting ready to get cold. And I was telling everybody, I was like, I got to get the barn ready and got to get stuff prepared because it's going to get cold, right? And everybody's like, no, James, it's going to be wet and there's not going to be any coal. And I was like, though, the horses don't lie. And look, right, there's already had some snow up in the mountains and stuff like that. And so they're a lot smarter than we are sometimes, right? <laughs> so anyway, um, <laughs> speaking of, of horses, I went out the other day to, to um, shoe some horses. And um, just shoe a horse. And then I had like a three-hour break. So I was like, I'm going to go home and check on Linda because Linda's been... Um, battling some some stuff with shingles and and allergies and just not been doing feeling real good and so i was like i'm gonna go check on her and eat lunch with her and hang out so i went in there and i wore a shirt like this you know so i just instead of just you know unbuttoning i just pulled it off i left i put my shirt back on took off and i was missing some shoes so i called a horseshoe friend of mine i was like hey do you have this set of shoes and he's like sure um meet me at walmart and so i met him at the walmart in the parking lot and i got these shoes and i was getting ready to leave and he's like hey i got something for you and i was like what's that and he's like i got this face shield <laughs> and i was like cool and so we put it together and i was driving down and i had to stop and get some some stuff some, just little puppy pads we got a little chihuahua you know and um so at the feed store. So I go in there like a million times, right? But I thought, you know, I got this cool face shield, so you know what I'm gonna do? I'm I'm gonna wear it, right? And so I have my cap on, right? But I kept putting it on and kept bumping my cap up like this. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's gonna look really weird because it like cocked my hat like this. And I was like, that looks stupid. But you know what? I choose not to care what people think, right? <laughs> so I walk into the, to the store, and the people are like, can I help you, sir? It's like, wow, you guys are friendly today. I was like, I need puppy pads. Where are they at? And they're like, they're on aisle 11. Do you know where that is? And I was like, well, the number is like, right there right i think i can find it right and so i like walk over i grab the puppy pads and i come back and like did you find everything okay sir and i'm like yes 
yeah, I'm pretty sure. He's like, I got a cat. Do you have a, what do you have? I go, I got a little chihuahua. Oh, that's so sweet. And I'm like, what's the matter with these people, right? <laughs> so I pay for it, and then I'm starting to walk out. Do you need help carrying that or anything? And I'm like, it's puppy pads, you know? <laughs> what do I look like, a, you know, I can't carry puppy pads, you know? And I was like, wow, talk about service. Like, I've been in there a hundred times, right? And I thought, then I remember my face mask and my hat, and I was like, well, I look a little, a little funny, but I don't understand. So I have my card, and I went to put it in this pocket, and my pocket wasn't there. <laughs> and I was like, where's my pocket? So I'm going like this, and then I go, oh, there it is. Not only did I have my hat up and cock like this, right? I, I was like an old man that escaped the nursing home because I had my shirt inside out, and when I was buttoning, it was like I missed three buttons. So it was like this. And so I'm sure they're thinking, if he can't even dress himself, how in the heck is he going to find aisle 11? You know what I mean? And I was like, man, from now on, right, I, I'm, going to, I, I'm going to care about what I look like, right? So but I was just like, I just sat there because I, like, I really want to look cool, right? Really want to look good. And so, so I'm like... What in the world's going on, right? So I just sat there and I just laughed, right? I just had to laugh because I was like, that's something I'll probably do when I'm a grandpa at 95. You know what I mean? And so, so I do have a little gray hair, right? But I still should be able to dress myself, right? So anyway, I thought, you know what? I'm going to wear this mask. And so I got this, or this, face shield, but it's got another problem, right? Because when you talk, it like fogs up. <laughs> so like they have a flaw in how they made this. You know what I'm talking about? So that flaw is like they didn't put windshield wipers <laughs> in it. So like I'm going to suggest that they put windshield wipers in it. And so that way you can talk. But this thing, this is perfect. This fix, fixes the fog problem. But then I'm back at square one, because like I might as well not even have the face mask. Yeah. You hear what I'm saying? When I was thinking about the shield, I was like, the Bible gives us a shield, and he talks about a shield. Mm -hmm. The Bible says in Ephesians, he, he says, says that we war not against flesh, but he gives us a breastplate of righteousness, right? And the sword of the spirit, and the belt of truth. But he says he gives us a shield, and you know what that shield is? It's faith. Why? So that we can quench all the fiery darts of the enemy, right? And so really the shield, like, like, I don't think it protects you guys from me a lot if I was just wearing the shield from what science says. But I think that it protects me from you guys. Do <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? So now the mask, it doesn't protect me from me either. And man, I kept wearing them. I was like, man, these things stink. And then I realized it was just my breath. <laughs> right? Because they all smelled the same. You know what I'm talking about? So it don't protect me from me. But this shield is supposed to protect me from you. Not that I'm afraid of you guys, right? But that's what the shield of faith does. Right? We can take it. We can hold it up. And we can go, oh yeah, there's a fire. 
I believe God, what God said. Oop, I believe what God said about this, or about this, or about this, rather than what the world is saying. You guys understand what I'm talking about? So much of the time, we can believe what the world's saying over what God's saying. You know what I'm talking about? And so God's like, are you going to trust me? I'm going to wear this because I look cool. <laughs> right? You guys understand what I'm saying? And so, so I don't want us to get into this thing where, where we think that, that, you know, like we could believe in this or we could believe in this. And, and not, that, that, um, not that I'm anti-mask. I hate them, but I'm not anti-mask. But if this is the only thing that we put our faith in to keep us and save us, we're lost and we're in trouble. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? Because anything that wants to promote fear over your life is doing it in a manner to control you. Right? So anything you see saying you should be afraid of this or you should be afraid of that, that is used. That's a tactic of the enemy. In John 10.10, 10, he says the thief comes but to kill, steal, and destroy. But he says, but I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. So we can t make a choice. Not bad. I'm, I'm not wearing this because I, I like it. I'm wearing this because I, you know, there's a chance it's going to help somebody. You guys hear what I'm saying? But I'm not going to wear stuff in fear. And I'm not going to live in fear. And I'm not going to walk around afraid and, and, and feeling like there's no hope other than, than what anybody can do. So anytime we believe in anything, whether it's the government, our job, our bank account, anything, anything other than God, all that stuff can, can go away. <laughs> Do you hear what I'm talking about? But we can have faith in God and know that God's with us and he's for us and he loves us. And we can trust in him, right? And then when the people say, well, how are you going to trust in God? Well, I got this thing called faith, right? Faith is the evidence of things not seen and the hope that, or the substance of things not seen and the hope of whatever, right? <laughs> I'm running for president here too. <laughs> So, but, but it's hope. It's the substance of things not seen and the evidence of things hoped for. Do you hear what I'm talking about? And so we can put our, our faith in God and say, you know, I don't see the answer, but I know you are the answer. I know you are the way. I know you are the truth. I know you are the life. And, and I'm going to put my hope and trust in you above everything else. And I refuse to walk in fear. Right? We got a lot of people right now trying to make us walk in fear. And I'm going to wear this because I've got no place to set it down. <laughs> a lot of people trying to make us walk in fear. You know, they're, they're, sometimes it's, it's church people. Right? Sometimes it, it, it's politicians. Sometimes it's our friends. It's our neighbors. It's everybody. And this is our time to grow and our time to say, you know something? No, I'm going to believe God. And I'm going to believe his promises. And you're like, what promises? I'm glad you asked. That was a great question, by the way. <laughs> right? In 2 Peter chapter 1, it says this. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. 
Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the, in the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. What's he saying? He's like, you've got these divine promises that God has given you that, that allow us to walk not, not just as ordinary people or not common people. The Bible says that you're a royal priesthood. You're a chosen generation, right? It says you once were not a people, but now you are a people, right? And so he's taken us out of the darkness and brought us into this marvelous light. And so now we don't want to walk in darkness and walk in the things of the darkness. Because the Bible says the Lord has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You guys hear what I'm talking about? So anything that, that's trying to drive us in and keeping us up at night or, or, or hindering us, that's not from God. Do you hear what I'm saying? Well, I mean, sometimes God stirs and he's talking to me and I'll get up, you know, but I don't mean that. But I mean, something that paralyzes you. Fear paralyzes you where you can't go forward. You guys hear what I'm saying? Well, Pastor James, why are you talking about fear? Because that's all I hear about everything, whether it's about an election, whether it's about the coronavirus, whether it's about the economy, whether it's about anything. All I hear is fear, and I'm like, you know what? It's about time that, as a believer, we stand up and say, you know something? I'm not buying into your fear. I'm going to trust God no matter what the situation is or no matter what it looks like because, God, you're still in control. You hear what I'm saying? I'm still bought with the price. Right? It doesn't matter who's out there. It doesn't, doesn't matter what the coronavirus is doing. I still have promises from God, and, and God will still take care of me, and he will still get us through. Look where we're at. So I look at this church, and like I just like marvel at how good God's been. And it's because the church isn't a building. It's a people. And these people, you guys, are the church. And this church is phenomenal, right? You guys should be just so... So if you guys are out there and don't know, this is... A phenomenal church, probably the best on the planet, <laughs> right? You're missing out if you ain't here, right? So I just want to tell you, I just want to tell you guys that. You guys are unique. You guys have not shrunk back. You guys have used your head and been smart and wise, right? And, and we should be, right? But the Bible says don't be ignorant, right? You know what that means? It means don't be ignorant. <laughs> you know this guy like to go up and like um he was playing with this bull right and it was like it's a little mexican fighting bull it's like this is not going to go well for him <laughs> right because he kept thinking i can juke here and juke here but it's like those aren't like the big bulls that are slow man that sucker tore him his britches plumb off of him 
It was pretty, it's fun to watch. I'm glad people are ignorant because that gives us stuff to watch. You know what I'm talking about? But God says, don't be ignorant, right? And so don't walk in fear. So don't be afraid of this election too. So I want, God, I want to encourage you guys, get out and vote and vote your faith. And so I believe this is a big, important time and I believe this is a, a vote between life and death. Right, he told Joshua, he said, said choose this day who you're going to serve, right? He says, as for me and my family, we, we'll choose the Lord, and we'll choose to go with him. So get in your Bible, find your own answers, or go to that. Um, faith, there's a faithwins.org, too, that, that can help you. Um, but pray and ask the Holy Spirit. You know, ask God, Father, lead me in this. Guide me in this. Make, a, make your voice count, right? But then don't fear right? Because God's not going to fall off the throne, no matter what happens. You hear what I'm talking about? We are going to get through and we're going to make it, so I don't want us to live in fear. I don't want us to live in fear. I had my aunt was really sick and, and um, in the hospital, and then she went home to a nursing home, and um, coronavirus went through, and so she ended up getting it. And she passed away last week. And so you could let fear dictate, well, I don't know anybody who's done that or it's not important. But then if you say that kind of stuff, there's people who have actually been through that, right? Who've actually lost family from that. That are like, you know, actually. And really, I mean, she, they're like, well, she's going to pass away anyway, probably from her other stuff. But that's beside the point. You hear what I'm saying? If we're pro-life, we're pro-life from birth to life, to death. Do you hear what I'm saying? Whether you're, you're just being born or, whether, or, or partially born, right? Or if you're 99 years old in a nursing home, you deserve every bit of life and care as anyone else, in, in my opinion and in God's word. Do you hear what I'm saying? So, so um, <clears throat> but I was just thinking about that and... and Fear could get a hold of you, right? And fear could really wreak havoc in your life if, if you didn't just like say, you know what, no. Yeah, that's really bad that that happened. But guess what? We have a God who's bigger than anything we're ever going to face or ever going to see, right? So now we don't have to faith thing, face things. We can faith things. Do you hear what I'm saying? And we can trust God and know God's with us and for us and He's going to get us through it, right? So we got all these promises, but I love where it says here that if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, these qualities are not qualities that we can, we can possess in ourselves, right? The Bible says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace goodness, meekness, you know, so on. We can't really love unless God's loving in us, right? So we can't love like God unless we have the Holy Spirit loving. We can love, right? But we can love, too. Do you hear what I'm talking about? I'm not talking about how I love my wife, either, you know. I like, love, you know. But love, right? Joy. Joy, unspeakable and full of glory. Where does that come from? That doesn't come from our circumstances. Happy means 
happenstance, right? Whatever's happening in your life can cause you to be happy. But what about when all hell's breaking loose? And then you're walking around with a smile on your face. Do you ever like going through something and you come up with someone and they're just so happy? And you just like want to knock them in the teeth. Just, would you just get down here with me? Because I'm like in the wallers, right? I, I got the billy goat syndrome, as my friend TB would say, right? He'd say, say, whoa, it's me, you know? <laughs> Sound like the billy goat. He actually had a goatee, kind of looked like one, too. So. And I'm not kidding, right? But joy comes not from the outside and what's happening, but it comes from the inside, right? We don't know why we have this joy. We don't know why we have this peace. We just know we have it because we know we have someone that's bigger and better than anything we're going to see or face. You guys hear what I'm talking about? And so we can put our trust either in ourselves or we can put our trust in, in, in a government or we can put our trust in a mask or a shield or our bank account or we can put our trust in God. I just want to challenge you guys. Who are we going to trust? It's like Ghostbusters. Who are you going to call? Right? Who are we going to trust, right? Because when we're allowing the Holy Spirit to flow from the inside out, it allows us to move and be who we're called to be. Right? And that's who we are. And that's who you guys are. I see you guys. You guys are rock stars, man. And I love you guys for it. Right? But I just want to encourage you guys, man. I just really want to encourage you guys. And I've really felt the Holy Spirit saying, saying, get people up, man. Get people up. Did you ever hear mask fatigue? I'd never heard the word in my life. <laughs> right? Well, I had it the first day. Right? <laughs> Right? And people are getting tired of, of, of stuff, right? And then sometimes you get tired of stuff, you just quit caring or you give up. And we're not of those who shrink back. You hear what we're saying? We, we go forward and we go on and we move forward and we know that God's with us and he's going to make a difference, right? Do what you can do. I'm not saying not do what you can do, right? That's being ignorant. Again, right? You hear the guy who was like on the roof and it's flooding. And, and he's like, God save me. And he sends him like two boats and a helicopter. Yeah. And he gets to heaven and Peter's like, what are you doing, you know? And he, he's like, well, you know, well, let's not be that guy. <laughs> right? But at the same time, let's trust God and go forward, right? And then we can be effective, right? He's talking about it will keep us from being ineffective and unproductive in our knowledge of Jesus Christ. So why, why would it cause us? Because well, we're, we're te- we're, we don't really understand who Jesus is if we're living in fear of that in that area, right? You understand what I'm saying? Not that, it's, not that your people are ignorant. If you're out there and you're not believing, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not calling you ignorant, right? I have doubts in my life too. But what I'm saying is it makes us ineffective in really knowing who Jesus is. We're going to walk in fear. We're going to walk in things in our life. Sometimes we're going to be afraid. I've been scared too. But we don't stay there. 
we've got someone we can go to and say, I go to him, I'm like, hey, this scares me. And I talk to my daddy about it, and you know something, pretty soon, I have that piece coming on the inside, and it blocks like this. See the shield? It blocks that fear, right? Then I'm like, okay, I can go on. I can go back in the house. She's not that mad at me. <laughs> I'm teasing. Right? Okay. So I was just driving here. I had to something totally different. And the Holy Spirit started talking to me. And um, reminded me of, of um, a dude named Lazarus in the Bible. Right? So I'm going to read with you from from um, John chapter 11. We're going to talk about a Lazarus for a minute. 11 one says this, Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, this, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for the glory so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Okay, so here's, they're sending word to Jesus and they're like, you know what? Lazarus, my brother's sick, right? And, and so Jesus is like, hey, don't worry about it. No worries. This isn't going to lead to death, right? There's going to be life in it, right? And then we just see in John chapter 2 where he's talking about being the good shepherd. And he says that the thief comes but to steal, kill, and destroy. But he says, but I have come that you may have life and life more abundantly. Right? And so here now she's like, I'm in trouble, Jesus. Hey, he's sick, and it's going to go really bad if you don't come. And he's like, don't worry. He, he's, it's not unto death. It's for God's glory. And she's like, well, great. You ever like go through some and say, well, at least God got glory out of it. Well, God, you can find another way to get glory. Ever feel like that? <laughs> right? Because this is not fun. Right? We can find a different way to get glory out of this, God. But God's like, no, I'm going to work in this. And I don't care what it looks like, how you feel, how, what literally happens. I am still the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and I get the final say. Hear what I'm saying? Jesus loved Martha and her sister Lazarus. Yet when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. Then he said to his disciple, let us go back to Judea. But Rabbi, they said a short while ago, the Jews tried to stone you, and yet you are going back there? So he's like, they're, they're in a place they think called Perea, which is across the Jordan River, and then they have to go back to Bethany, which is in Judea, which is just kind of south and, and east of, of Jerusalem, right, right off the Dead Sea. And so, But they, they just left because they were trying to stone them. Right? And I think of the stone. I was thinking about that when I was preaching last week where where I was talking about how if we ask for fish, he won't, won't give us, or bread, he won't give us a stone. And I thought about compare, that kind of compares with the law. How many of us stone people? 
but we're not using rocks. How many of us are throwing the law at people and saying, thou shalt, thou shalt, when we can't keep any of it ourselves? Because the Bible says if you miss one part of it, you're guilty of all of it. But we have no grace for anyone else. And that's what they were doing to Jesus right here. And the disciples, right? And Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours of daylight? A man who walks by day will stumble, for he sees by the world's light. It is when he walks by night that he stumbles, for he has no light. And after he had said this, he went on to tell them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. And Jesus had been speaking of his death, but, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. Man, these weren't really smart guys. <laughs> I was really like, and he picked them. Like Jesus handpicked these guys. I was like, thank you, Jesus, I got hope. Now I can understand why he picked me. Right? So then Thomas called Didymus. What a weird name, right? Said to the rest of his disciples, let, disciples, let us also go with him that we may die with him. Here he is, this man of great faith. Like he's like, like dude, I, I'm not sure I want to go back with him because they're trying to stone us, right? But Jesus went on and it says on his, arri his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem. And many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet them, but Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would have not died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Now listen to this. He's like, if you would have only been here, Jesus, if you would have only showed up, how many of us have ever gone through something that's really bad and really scary and was really traumatic in our life and it didn't go the way that we told God to tell him to do it? And we feel let down and we feel heartbroken, but then we still love him. And we still believe in him because we know him. And we know his heart for us. And we're like, we're, I, you know, I'm disappointed. She's literally disappointed in him. Have you ever felt disappointed with God? I mean, come on, let's get real. We, we, we ain't got time for fluffy bunny rabbits and kitty cats and all that other stuff. We're in a battle out here. Right? There's times where we're like, God, you didn't do it the way that I thought you would or the way I told you you, you should. Right? It's like, I think I'm smarter than him. Well, I already figured out I'm ignorant. And I can't dress myself. <laughs> right? So why would he, like, say, okay, you can be God for, for a few minutes? I mean, that'd be the stupidest thing he ever done. Right? But sometimes we get where, God, I'm not sure I trust you now. How are you going to get me out of this mess? And sometimes life puts us in those messes, but sometimes we put ourselves 
in those messes too. But even if life puts us in it, or if we put us in it, God says, you know what? I'm still the resurrection and the life. There's some things in your life that you may think are dead. But God says, you know what? I'm getting ready to breathe life into those things and in life into where you're at and life into those there's little parts that we're like god i just give that give up on that and it, it just kind of died dust does it anybody ever have those things and god's like no i declare to you i am the resurrection and the life i am he said when when moses was going to 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 talk with God by, by the burning bush, right? What did he say? He says, who sent me? And he said, I am. When he says, I am. When they come to arrest Jesus, the guards come and arrest Jesus, and, and, and they go, are you Jesus? And he says, I am. And do you know what it says? It says the guards fell out because they couldn't stand in front of the great I am, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, because he was saying, I am the resurrection and the life. I am Whatever you need. I am your hope. Come on now. That's good news. So here he says, But I know even now God will give you whatever you ask. And Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Anybody ever do that? God gives you a promise and a you're like, yeah, I'll just kind of make it. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives in me will never die. Do you believe this? See, he's challenging our faith. What do you believe? What do you believe? What do you put in your faith in? Yes, Lord, she told him, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who was come into the world. And after she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. And when the Jews had been with Mary in the house comforting her, noticed how quickly she got up, and went out, they followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Now she gets that right down to the nitty gritty. She's like, you know what? If you would have showed up on time and wouldn't have been lollygagging around, right? You could have healed him, right? She believed God could heal him, but she didn't believe that God could raise him from the dead. Right? This is the same Jesus, right, who says, I am the resurrection, but this is, a, he's God. Right? He was there in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, right? But it also says in the beginning, God said, let there be. And there was. He's the one that took the dirt and clumped it up and breathed life into it. So why couldn't he breathe life into that? Lazarus, right? When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews had got, come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in the spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. 
It's the for- shortest verse in the Bible. Then the Jews said, See how he loved him? But some of them said, Cannot he open the eyes of the blind? Keep have kept this man from dying. Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. You know, I've heard this preached a lot, where like Jesus was sad and he was dying. I think he was, or he was not dying, he was crying. But I keep hearing where they're doubting him. And part of me wonders, maybe he's sad because like he's like, I'm telling them who I am. I've showed them who I am, but they still don't believe me. Man, I don't want to disappoint Jesus. Even when I don't believe. Say, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Because he will. Because he's that good. Amen? How long do I got? I'm like done, ain't I? I have two minutes. I got to at least get him undead. Okay, Jesus wanted to do, take away, take away the stone, he said. But Lord, Martha, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor. He must have a face mask too. For he has been there four days. Then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believed you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I know, I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. And then he called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. See, they had to remove the stone. He said, I want you to remove the stone. And that's what I think that we have to do, is, is we have to remove that stone and say, you know something, Father God, take, take all that legalism and all the law out of me and put hope and grace. Jesus didn't do away with the law. He filled it full. Do you guys hear what I'm saying? It's not that the, the stone or the law was evil. It's just like if we just rely, rely on that, all it's going to do is keep us in a tomb. Do you hear what I'm saying? But the moment that was removed, then he saw resurrection and he saw life and you will too. Amen? So, Father, thank you for your word. I just speak life. I pray your life, Father. You speak life into their hearts, into the minds, into the souls of our dear family here and our dear family out there too, Father. Just bring peace. Bring joy, bring bring hope, so so that we don't feel that the ineffective, unproductive stuff that keeps trying to to combat us and and break us down. So we thank you for your hope. We thank you for your peace. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about us, check out our website at www dot silverlakebaptist dot o r g